This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. And welcome back to the second hour of Vancouver Consumer here on CKNW. I'm Sterling Fox. In just a few moments, John Carlson will join us with a fresh Vancouver market real estate update and lots more on the 1% Realty Story. But first, here are some more of the top consumer stories we're following this week. And after last year's splashy Canada 150 celebrations, it appears this year's Canada Day party won't include a parade. The Port of Vancouver says it has made a difficult decision and cancelled this year's Canada Day parade. Apparently, it's just too darn costly and has been getting more so since the port began sponsoring the parade in 09. All the other Canada Day festivities at Canada Place will continue, including the food trucks, the free concerts, the exhibits at the convention center, and, of course, the big fireworks show. Still, with the St. Patrick's Day Parade now also gone, the PNE Parade, long a matter of history, and now the cancellation of the Canada Day Parade and the Davy Street Block Party later in the summer, is Vancouver quickly sliding back to no fun city? And there's an election this fall. Could running a no-fun town become an issue? That's up to you. A much better news story this week from the Port of Vancouver was the arrival of the 25 millionth cruise ship passenger. Cheryl Spengler was welcomed to our city on Wednesday with a brass band and dozens of cupcakes as she stopped in for her first Vancouver visit on her way to Alaska. Another record year for the cruising industry will be a huge boost to Vancouver's economy again. Each time you see one of those big ships heading into our harbor, you should know it represents about 2.8 million bucks to our local economy. As to those stories about building a new cruise ship terminal in English Bay so the big boats won't have to worry about going under our bridges, yes, they're talking about it and working on it, but nothing is planned yet. Taxi companies in Metro Vancouver say their prices need to go up to reflect the uptick in gas prices everywhere. The Taxi Association is bringing their pitch to the Passenger Transportation Board, which reviews taxi fare rates every year. Even then, there's no guarantee there will be a fare increase this year. It's not automatic. But taxi drivers are hopeful they'll get some consideration for those gas price hikes. Otherwise, the increases come directly out of the pockets of the drivers, leaving, well, very little incentive for them to go to work every day. The last thing Vancouver needs right now is an even greater shortage of taxis. And here's a little story from last week's big wedding of Prince Harry and Meghan Markle. All those little kids who were in the wedding party behaved perfectly, didn't they? Wasn't that something? How did they do it? Well, according to Maria Borallo, who is the nanny for Prince George and Princess Charlotte, Will and Kate's kids, the secret was Smarties. Yes, those kids were on their absolute best behavior because each and every one of them had been promised a handful of Smarties if they performed well. Maria had 10 kids aged 2 to 7, and they were all perfect. Their parents were calling Maria the child whisperer and were eagerly asking about her secrets. Well, it's Smarties, which have been known to work for many a Canadian parent, too. That, plus a whole lot of patience and practice, and a little luck never hurts either. 
Those are some of this week's top consumer stories. We'll have some more for you later in the program. Coming right up, John Carlson and lots more on the 1% Realty Story right here on Vancouver Consumer. Stay with us. You're on 980 CKNW. And welcome back to Vancouver Consumer Part 2 this Saturday afternoon. My gosh, it's the last Saturday of May already. What the heck happened to that month? I'm Sterling Fox, joined in studio by John Carlson. No, not the defense from from Washington Capitals, the realtor guy from 1% Realty, John Carlson, Personal Real Estate Corporation. Welcome back to Vancouver Consumer, my friend. Thanks, Sterling. Great to be here. And on that uh, topic of the Stanley Cup, the way I see this, I'm four wins away from having my name on the Stanley Cup. (laughs) I'm pretty excited. It could very well be spelt exactly the same the way same and everything. Thing, yeah. So here we are, last weekend of May, and I said moments ago, what the heck happened to that month? I think I blinked twice, and May went poof. Uh, bring us up to date. Haven't seen you for a few weeks. John, how's the market? What's going on in real estate in Metro Vancouver? Well, real estate's always a hot topic in Greater Vancouver, and the market continues to move on quite nicely. Of course, we've seen some adjustments, Sterling. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, as we talked about last time we met, there was this stress test. Right. Uh, interest rates have gone up a little bit. So when uh, buyers are looking to buy a home, suddenly the access to, to, to funds to borrow is not quite there the way it was maybe six months ago. Right. And that's been having a little bit of an effect, I think, on prices and activity in the market. And there are other changes that have been introduced by the provincial government. And I think that the overall feeling in the market is, is still that it's a very healthy market, Sterling. It's just when you compare it to the all-time highs that we've been seeing lately. Well, Yeah. You know, the edges come off a little bit. I'm seeing some price reductions. I'm seeing properties last a little bit longer on the market. I think that buyers feel uh, that they have a little bit more choice, maybe, and a little bit more time to make decisions. So the market is definitely balancing out a little bit. Right. Having said that, uh, a good property priced, positioned properly, will still be successful on the market. Absolutely. But, you know, you're you're good to make the point. You're wise to make the point, having been in the business for decades, about that all-time high stuff that we've been living with. It's it's become almost normal to have insanely, stratospherically priced, crazily sought-after real estate properties on a daily basis. And we've been living with that in this market, John, for years, suddenly it's not quite as frantic. Somehow or another, I don't see that as being a bad thing. You know, I don't think it is a bad thing. Uh, let's face it, nothing can go up and up and up forever without some serious consequences. Exactly. And I think what we're seeing, this little bit of a balance, uh, will be good for consumers in the long term. Uh, but if you're a seller, and you know, I find it's human nature to remember the all-time highs. You know, oh, sure. My neighbor got this and my neighbor might have got that. Right. And when I'm meeting with people now, of course, I always just tell the truth as I understand it. That's the only way you can really do a market evaluation is to give someone your opinion and back it up with maybe some, some credible facts. Sure. But when I'm meeting with people right now, I'm, I'm letting them know that these all-time high numbers that you may have seen six months ago or in the past, that market has changed. It's not necessarily there 100% anymore. So I would suggest... Anyone thinking about selling a home in Greater Vancouver, the Fraser Valley, definitely get a, a new market uh, evaluation. Uh, and again, all the more reason to work with an agent who is busy and uh, on the ball and working every day because that kind of an agent can give you the best advice when it comes to pricing. Absolutely. I remember asking you just before Christmas, John, have we reached peak house in Metro Vancouver? And you said at that time, I think so. You're never, ever completely sure until it's afterwards, but I think so. So that was probably now three or four, maybe five months ago. Prices are still pretty close to where they were, but they're off a touch. So now that we're at that point, 
did we reach peak house around Christmas, John? Well, I don't know if anyone can ever say peak, uh, you know, depending on the timeline you're talking about. But, um, you know, I think that the market has adjusted. If you look at the April statistics for the Real Estate Board of Fraser Vancouver, uh, Greater Vancouver, those statistics showed a market that was down in activity and overall price mm-hmm. compared to the most recent years. The May statistics haven't come out yet, of course, because we're nearing the end of the month. Sure. I'm, I'm anticipating we're going to see uh, similar statistics. In other words, things seem to have plateaued at a slightly lesser level. Uh, what happens in the future is anybody's guess, but I think that uh, the perception of the market out there, uh, whereas maybe uh, last year the perception on the part of a buyer might have been, hey, if I don't buy today, mm-hmm. I'm going to pay more tomorrow, so I'm opening my wallet and I'm dumping it all out and I'm all in today. Right, right. Whereas now a buyer might, uh, you know, take a look at three or four or six or eight homes and pick the one they like best and make a reasonable offer with the expectation that, hey, if this one doesn't go together, maybe there'll be another one that comes on the market in a right. month or two. So again, a more balanced market is, is really good for everybody. And I would suggest that if you want some um, good advice in terms of pricing and how to, how to approach the market in these current conditions, give me a call. My number is 604-612-0080 and I can be reached on that cell phone anytime. And I'm Happy to come out and meet with people and, and talk about this. Okay. And a number again, by the way, we'll repeat it a few times as we go through the hour. For John, anytime, except when he's on the radio with me. Give him a little bit of a break here. 604-612-0080. Now, John, I saw a thing in a paper the other day about the very, very high end of the market. The ridiculously priced markets. There was a house in West Van that was priced at thirty-two million, and now it's been repriced at twenty-seven million. Oh gosh, what a deal! Uh, so, at the very extreme end of the market, we are seeing some significant corrections. Of again, prices though that most of us could only dream about. In in, in the condo market, however where people still have a number that they can look at to buy a property that strikes them as being uh, well affordable, right. there's no shortage of activity in that sector at all, is there? Well, no. The dynamics uh, in that kind of a market tend to tend to have uh, you know a number of buyers. A lot of people, that affordability range is something that a lot of people can relate to. Sure. And so the, the balance of the uh, you know, uh, supply versus demand is still you know pretty much in favor of sellers. Um, so maybe you know I've had a couple of condos lately, and whereas they might have flown off the shelf in two days uh, in, the, in the previous market, well, they might be taking a couple few weeks to, to sell now. But still, that market is still very healthy. Uh, detached houses in some of these areas towards the Fraser Valley, you know, Pitt Meadows, Maple Ridge, right. Mission, Abbotsford, these type of properties are still in that affordable range. But keep in mind, Sterling, this stress test says that if I could have borrowed X amount of dollars last year, well, now I'm down maybe 20% in terms of what I can borrow. And so the overall feel is there's not as much money circulating out there and that buyers need to be a little more selective. It's interesting because when this stress test, and you and I had chats about it long before it came in, once it was apparent that it was coming, we we had good chats about it on this program, basically good information for our listeners as to what to expect. Well, it's here now. And one of the things that a lot of people have talked about about the stress test and the perhaps unintended consequences, John, is if people are able to borrow less money, then why shouldn't prices come down to the extent that their borrowing power has also been reduced? Because that hasn't happened. And that's just the competitive nature of a housing marketplace more than anything else, isn't it? True, yes. And, and let's remember that the, the demand in Greater Vancouver is still quite strong. Of There's course. an influx of new people in, in Greater Vancouver. There's a, a shortage of, of really good affordable products. So we've still got all that good, you know, strong stuff pushing and holding the market up. 
But like, as you say, yeah, if, you, if a buyer can't get access to as much money uh, and, and a wide range of buyers can't get access to the same amount of funds to borrow, that is going to impact prices, and we're starting to see that, and we're going to see where that continues as time goes on. All the more reason, again, as John mentioned a few minutes ago, friends, to get uh, organized, get yourself together with an experienced realtor who has boots on the ground on a daily basis. Someone like John Carlson, who has been in this business for well over 20 years, and we'll get John to, well, tell us about the 1% story, because you're not uh, a one percenter from the, from the first day. You were working for another realty company who eventually came to 1% after, what, a dozen years in the trenches before you uh, switched brands? Yeah, I was at, uh, you know, I'm, this is my 22nd year in, in uh, selling real estate. Mm-hmm. And the first 13 years, I was at some other big, well-known companies and great companies, great people there. But in 2010, I started to read the writing on the wall and I thought, you know, you know, prices have gone up. Uh, the number of realtors in the business, a number of real estate agents has tripled, you know, since I started in 1996. I believe that. And I think, you know, it, it seemed that, consumers were paying commissions that were, they were starting to question, is it really worth it? I mean, if I'm going to sell my home, back when my house was worth 500000 maybe that, you know, a lot of companies, not everybody, but might charge the 7% of the first 100000 and 2.5% of the balance. It's not universal, but that's very common out we're there. We're pretty familiar with those numbers, yeah. Yeah, and nothing wrong with that. Great sure. agents work for that, and I used to work for that, and, and, and that's what it is. Mm-hmm. But to my thinking, I thought, you know, People don't really want to be paying commissions of twenty thousand, thirty thousand, forty thousand dollars or more if they don't have to. And you know, I, it occurred to me that that people wanted a better option, and it didn't matter what I did personally as a as a real estate agent. I think that the market was going to do what it was going to do. So in my mind, I thought I have a, a choice here: I can either choose to embrace the changes in the market. Or I can just carry on with the status quo and, and maybe even, as some might suggest, fight the changes in the market. And so I decided to, to join 1% Realty. And, you know, knowing that if I gave great value, but I didn't cut any corners, I mean, after all, nobody wants a low price but a poor product. Exactly. So yeah. if I carried on and did everything that I needed to do and worked in my full capacity and gave 100% effort and, and, and did the full meal deal, if you will, sure. but simply charged less, that I would be popular and that I would probably never have to look for business again. And really, that's, that's been true. So as a result, um, I do a, a lot of business, which keeps me sharp. It keeps me on my toes. It, it, it lets me be able to give excellent value to my sellers when they put their home on the market. And that's really what I offer, the full meal deal package with a much better price tag than most of my competition. And we have a little uh, verification, by the way, speaking of uh, John's ability to serve a client well. Uh, we have a, a couple of words from a woman that John has helped recently. Here's Dinah. Oh, I, he was excellent. So um, when we were looking to sell our house, we were obviously interviewing different people. So John came. Um, he just really um, impressed me with his knowledge, and we decided to give him a try. Um, so he, um, he did really professional photos. He came in. He did a 3D um, Matterport tour of our house, which is, an actual virtual reality tour. It's not like the ones where they say you're getting a 3D tour and it's a photo that, you know, they zoom in and out from. Um, Yeah, he did that. He did professional color brochures. There you go. Dinah, a very happy client. We'll hear more from her in just a few minutes. But, John, just to back up what you were saying a few minutes ago, all of the uh, level of service that you used to provide with your previous employer, you brought that work ethic and that degree of service commitment 
to 1%. Not a change in your style whatsoever, a slight change in your pay scale, but that's, of course, been more than offset by the frequency of your work. You do an enormous volume of work. Well, and it's it was a business decision for me, and you know sure. what? it was great to hear here from, from Dinah. Dinah and John, a couple that I'd not met before. In fact, I haven't heard these testimonials, so this is I'm just all grins hearing Dinah give me this great review. Okay, now what kind of property did they have and you helped them out with? Well, they called me. They're, they're out in Mission and a house on Charmin, and this is a house about 10 years old, extremely well kept. I mean, they, they kept a great house. I always say that, you know, realtors don't sell homes. The homes sell the homes, mm-hmm. uh, but a good agent could help you position and market and, and negotiate through the process. But uh, really great home. We're looking at about a 3,000-square-foot house with a two-bedroom suite and mission in a really good area. We're in the mid-800s eight, eight type oh, price wow. range. Yeah. So, okay, wait, oh, stop right there. Okay. Wait a second. Uh, a 3,000-square-foot home with a two-bedroom suite built in for 800 and how many thousand dollars? Yeah, in the 850 range. 850 range? Yeah. You know how much that house would cost you in Vancouver? Well, close little, to two million. Little more. That's yeah. crazy. That's also wonderful news for people living in, perhaps looking at. You know, someday we'd like to be able to afford a nice little house with a yard. And all. Well, they can be had, and in this case, uh, relatively speaking, affordably so. You know, I'm I'm glad you brought that up because this is really my specialty. You mentioned a listing at what twenty seven million dollars somewhere. Yeah, and, yeah that's and instantly right. I thought that's nothing I'll ever have anything to do with, most likely. Sure. Um, my specialty really, I work with young families, I work with people downsizing, I work with first time buyers. Really, you know, these families where where their equity is important to them. Mm-hmm. I mean John and Dinah with their two young kids, they need the money that they're gonna get out of their house and so when we met and we talked about, you know, what the market value might be, what a strategy might be, pricing, we also talked about commission because the savings on commission that I can offer a client like John and Dinah could be between ten and twenty thousand dollars. Sure. And that's that's big money for a young family. You so bet. these areas, Maple Ridge, Mission, Coquitlam, Tri Cities, Pitt Meadows, uh, Langley, these are still affordable family areas, and that's really my niche. This is my specialty. I don't work for developers uh, doing 100 units in a condo downtown. Right. I don't work for $27 million sellers. And, you know, not that I wouldn't, but that's, that's not really what I do. What I do is I keep my eye on the market for, uh, for families, couples, meet-of-the-market type average people who need to get good value when they sell their home because the costs are so darn high they need every penny they can get. So hearing from Dinah and hearing that she's happy is, is just a thrill. Working for them was fantastic. I'll bet. And I'll bet like most educated consumers these days, they shopped around before they settled on you. And they were quite happy that they found you uh, having checked out the marketplace as all smart consumers do. That's right. And, and on that topic, I do recall also that uh, they were a little bit concerned with what they'd heard from other agents. And maybe we'll talk about that. We we must talk about that because this is uh, this is the this is the part of the one percent realty story that is least understood, and it's good to have John Carlson back in studio to tell it like it should be told on Vancouver Consumer. I'm Sterling Fox. We'll take a break for the news at the bottom of the hour, and lots more with John Carlson coming right up on Vancouver Consumer right here on 980 CKNW. And welcome back to Vancouver Consumer on CKNW this Saturday afternoon. I'm Sterling Fox, joined in studio by John Carlson from 1% Realty. And John, of course, is at johnny1percent.com, and you can reach him pretty much anytime, except for the next few minutes when I've got him in studio at 604 612 
1-800-227-8080. John, uh, we were talking just before the break. We heard a few words from a client of yours, Dinah, uh, whom we'll hear from again in just a couple of minutes. But she was talking about the degree, the level of service that you had provided to her and her husband in helping them sell their home. Right. And you talked about having worked for competitive companies before coming over to 1%. But the level of service and the worth, work ethic that you developed at the competition, you brought 100% with you to 1% Realty. I did. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like I said before, I don't think anybody wants a, it's like that old story, the gum with the, the flavor lasts a long time, but it tastes terrible. That's Nobody right. wants a low price, and uh, but poor service. So Again, my philosophy is to give everybody the best service I can and put my full talents to work for them. I simply charge less than I used to at some of these other companies. But you should know, friends, that uh, this ethic that has uh, this whole business of putting the P- the client's uh, priorities first has caused John many times in his career to be named to the President's Club. And that includes, as recently as, oh, last year, top 1% of realtor sales in all of Metro Vancouver and the Fraser Valley. And I think I've congratulated you before on that, but richly deserved. You're a hardworking guy. So a little recognition from the industry goes a long way too, John. Thank you. Yes. So let's uh, let's hear from Dinah again, because I know there's a second half to this conversation, and John hasn't heard it either. So Dinah, jump in here. Why don't you? Yeah, so I was just going to like just kind of summarize. Like, yes, the saving on commission was huge. Of course, everyone wants to save, but it wasn't... It wasn't at the cost of getting a subpar service. Like it was like top notch professional. We got the full package deal, you know, for kind of half the price. Um, so that, that's just amazing. I, I, it's kind of hard to believe, but um, I, I'm excited about. It. I'm telling everyone, telling all our friends and everyone, you, you know, you got to go with John. Go with one percent. <laughs> Well, there you go. That's uh, that's about as uh, down to earth a testimonial as you're ever going. I'm going to tell all my friends, and why shouldn't she? She said you saved her. How much? It'd be somewhere between ten and twenty thousand dollars. They got to keep in their pockets, John. Compared to what other agents were quoting them, yes, exactly. And actually, she already has sent us to some of her friends and neighbors, and, and that's wonderful. And if you had really listened, hearing that, I heard her new baby in the background. Yes, I did too. And they've got another child. And and, and as I said. Ten or twenty thousand dollars is no small amount of change to you. Anybody listening right now who's selling their home, let me ask you this: If you could sell your home, uh, and you want to sell your home, of course, and you could put an extra ten or twenty thousand dollars in your pocket, now this is tax free on a principal residence. Mm-hmm. How long would it take you to earn that kind of money? I mean, people talk about the price of gas and maybe drive into the Fraser Valley to save 10 cents a liter. Right. You could do that for 100 years, and you probably wouldn't save the kind of money that some of my clients save on commission. So, man, hey, Dinah, thank you so much uh, for that good referral because, again, my, my focus is to provide the best value I can to my sellers, do the full job, make them happy, and then maybe hopefully turn them into cheerleaders and, and have them send, uh, send their friends and family to me, which happens quite often. Take us back to that first conversation. You said John uh, is her husband. So you went over to John and Dinah's house yes. because they had heard about 1% Realty and they were talking to realtors and they wanted to talk to you and get your story. Yes. And I'll bet you they had more than a few questions about the way 1% Realty does business compared to the other guys because, of course, you're charging less in commission. Right. So the in, the immediate suspicion, and we can't even help ourselves, the immediate suspicion is, oh, wait a second, if I'm paying less somewhere along the line, by gosh, I'm going to be getting less. So I'm sure they articulated that concern right out of the box. They did just like Pretty much everybody else I talked to, that is the, the big question. How does this work? How can this, how can this happen? 
And I think to, 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 they were very nice to work with, but they were just a tad skeptical. And I think partly they mentioned that some of the things the other agents had mentioned, that maybe you don't get as good a service if you're not paying as much, or, uh-huh. or maybe you don't get the support of the other agents. Uh, she also had a friend or a family member, I can't remember which, who kind of cautioned her to be very careful you know, to, to work with a discount mm-hmm. company. That's right. Uh, so again, there's all kinds of different realtors out there, different business models. That's wonderful. But consumers out there, you got to know that you've got a choice. Uh, and I would suggest that before anybody, you know, in greater Vancouver, the Fraser Valley puts their house on the market. Number one, get a fresh appraisal. Number two, maybe investigate to see if this 1% realty thing really is as good as, as some of my clients are saying. And I would suggest to you, and thanks for mentioning that I was president club and top 1%. I am generally one of the top salespeople in greater Vancouver year after year. Mm-hmm. That could never happen if I didn't provide the value, or I didn't do the job, or if I didn't have the skill set, or I didn't get the support of other agents showing my properties. So these questions are, are natural. I expect them when I go meet people, and I do my best to give them the straight facts and let them make a decision. So the money's there to be saved, and I'm going to invite you to give me a call or go to my website and check me out because I am available. All right. The website, friends, is johnny1percent.com. It's pretty easy to remember for the guy from 1% Realty named John, johnny one percent Dot com And you can reach John anytime, pretty much, at 604-612-0080. Again, that's 604-612-0080. Take us back again to that conversation with John and Dinah, who's been so kind to jump in on our program. Tell, tell us a little bit about how you do business. And one of the things that comes up, I'm sure, in those conversations is the, the, the matter of other realtors. Because you charge less than other realtors, yes. some of them would see that as uh, well competition that uh, they don't appreciate or whatever. And so because of that, again, the skeptic in each of us says, well, you know, if you're charging less than the other guys, some, some of them are probably mad at you. So some of them are probably never going to show any of your property. So why am I going with you in the first place? Well, a lot there to, to address. Yes. Um, first of all, I don't, begrudge any agents for charging what they think is the right commission rate. It's so an open market, isn't it's it? It's an open market, and I'm not uh, putting anybody else down for what they charge or how they do how they do business. But again, there is there is a choice to be made out there, and there is an opportunity, I think, to, to do a little better than the status quo has been for years. I'm happy to say that agents, real estate agents, they're ethical people. They understand that if they have a client, they have a duty to represent the interests of that client first, not to put their commissions first and then you know, the interests of the clients might be second or, or worse. Mm-hmm. Agents understand that. Now, when John and Dinah and I, we, you know, they had a great house. They, they priced it appropriately. Uh, we did get the multiple offer situation and the overlist price sale. And some of the uh, agents that wrote offers asked that commission be modified. And, and that's something that I'm happy to talk to anybody about when I sit down and meet with them to, to do a listing, because sometimes nothing wrong with an agent going to their client and saying, hey, buyer, this, this house, the commission on this is a little less than I'm used to. How do you feel about me asking for more commission? And sometimes that does happen. Mm-hmm. But generally speaking, I, I mean, people have to remember that the sellers are the ones that decide the commission and uh, the commission is published before a buyer even walks through the door. So they shouldn't be surprised at what it is. Right. And there's nothing wrong or unethical with you know, trying to renegotiate a commission. But people have to remember that sellers are the ones that are going to make that decision. And I find that buyers in general just want the best house they can get yep. for the price that suits them. They want the terms. They're not really focused on whose sign is in the front yard, and they're, they're certainly not usually focused on whether or not the commission payable is 5000 or 10000 or 15000 
so for that reason, the 1% realty thing works. And, and the other point I'll mention is it's not like I'm the only guy in town that's mm-hmm. not charging 7% of the first 102 and a half of the balance. I've been looking at you know, foreclosures, the lenders, the banks, when they put pr- uh, properties on the market, oftentimes they're at a little bit of a level closer to where I'm at. Sure. New developments sometimes. Uh, so all I'm going to suggest to people is in this changing world where the internet has you know, got its, its place and communication information's everywhere, that things evolve. And the business model, in my humble opinion, in the real estate industry locally, is is ripe for that. And uh, again, I, I consider myself the tip of the spear, if you will, for change. So if you, again, you want to sell your property, maybe you don't like the idea of paying these commissions that some of the other agents are quoting you, I'm your answer. Mm-hmm. Give me a call. I'll show you how this can be done. Because really, for 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 the vast majority of properties, you don't have to put a huge commission to attract someone to come to your house. Really, it's all more about positioning, marketing, and and a good agent uh, walking you through it. So again, that's my pitch. Right. And you talked at the beginning of the show, John, about the changing market conditions and the variation we're seeing in some prices on some groups of homes. All the more reason, uh, you talked about having sat down with John and Dinah and pricing their home appropriately to the point right. where you got multiple offers and actually got a little bit more than you were asking. Right. That takes a lot of experience and a lot of knowledge as to where to put that number on the house. How recently, again, this is a changing fluid marketplace and a lot of people have been on the fence and off the fence and now we're going to sell and uh, we missed the boat. No, we haven't. So if you haven't had a recent market appraisal of your home, uh, how recent should that be before you actually think about a number to assign to your property as a potential sale? How fresh should the evaluation be? Good question. And actually, I'll answer that with telling you a little story. I got a phone call this morning from uh, people I talked to, I think it was back in January. And this is an estate sale, so an unfortunate situation. And uh, of course, with probate and title and all those sorts takes of things, a while. It, it takes a little while. Yeah. So I got the call this morning, hey, John, we're finally ready. I met them back in January. We've been in touch ever since. And, uh, and he says, you know, John, um, you know, it seems like the, the listings in our area are lasting a little bit longer. Do you think we should update our evaluation? And I said, absolutely. When we meet on Monday, I'm going to have a fresh evaluation. I'm going to put all the evidence in front of you, and we can come up with a strategy based on what we see there. Right. So, yeah, it's always... So that's, a- that's January, and it's uh, late May, so that January number is just dead in the water. It doesn't matter anymore. It's gone. Well, yeah, I suppose. It doesn't mean it's changed all that much necessarily, but it definitely makes sense to update it and make sure that you're current. I mean, two-week-old newspaper doesn't do you a whole lot of good. You want to read today's paper if you want to be up on the news. Same thing with the market evaluation. It doesn't mean things have changed entirely. Sometimes it may not have have changed at all, but it's still important that you are aware of today's market uh, value of your property. Yes. And and I do market evaluations for people. So if you're thinking of selling and you want to know the value of your property, and it sounds like a good idea for you to have a good agent who charges less commission than some of the other guys, give me a shout. Okay. And the number to call, John, for an evaluation and just one of those interesting sit-down chats to learn up close and personal, the real story about 1% Realty. The number to call for John is 604-612-0080. And if you missed it because you're driving or whatever excuse you're offering up this time, it's all at the website, 
johnny1percent.com. Now, you got some things to talk about here. Uh, we've got lots of time left, so let's uh, move to uh, new listings, uh, open houses. You're a busy guy, Mr. Carlson. What are you up to this weekend? Well, uh, this weekend, uh, let me talk about my open house. I've got a new listing. Um, it's The address is 602 Midvale Street in Coquitlam. Okay. So this is right in the Monday Park area, and if people know this area, they know this is a sweetheart location. The birds are chirping. The park is down the street. It's quiet. It's low traffic. It's close to absolutely everything. And this house, um, this is another estate-type sale. Mm-hmm. Um, this house, um, the original owner for over 35 years. So it, this one is prime for renovation. If you're the kind of people that would like to maybe remove the wall between the kitchen and dining room and throw a new kitchen in a house, uh, put new flooring in, it's all original finishing, this house gives you a great opportunity to do that because it's anchored in a great location. The lot is, I think, just under 8,000 square feet, so it's a nice big lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, upstairs, 1,300 square feet, another 11 or 12 down, easy, sweet potential. So, I mean, I see this house as a house that a person could, if they just wanted to change some carpets and move into it, wonderful. Or if they've got that that big dream where they want to take uh, you know, their vision and apply it to an awesome neighborhood and live there for the next 20, 30 years and raise their family, this is an awesome choice. So the list price is $1,248,000. Uh, it's going to be open this Sunday, so that's May 27th. I'll be there from 1 to 3 p.m., and if anybody wants to stop by the area, even if you're not looking to buy a house and come by and say hi, mm-hmm. maybe uh, talk to me a little bit about 1% Realty, I'm going to be there for between 1 and 3 on Sunday. So tomorrow afternoon at this time, you'll be uh, in Coquitlam at a really nice house in a really leafy district. Give us the address one more time, please, John. The address is 602 Midvale Street, Coquitlam. Okay. Now, uh, any other new listings to talk about uh, at uh, johnny1percent.com? Well, one of note that I think is kind of interesting, and this one hasn't actually hit MLS yet. Um, this is a property in Chilliwack. Now, this Chilliwack is an area that's a little bit far for me, and whenever I get called, this was a, a referral on a past client, I worked with a cousin, sold a home, and then I got a phone call. Hey, you worked with Michelle, and she loved you. Come and see me. Do you work in Chilliwack? And I said, well, I do, but whenever I do that, I tend to bring on my partner uh, and an associate, Rosie Binstead, out there because she's local and lives there. Mm-hmm. So Rosie and I have partnered up on this new listing, and it's interesting for investors. This is a uh, – I'm going to give you the address. It's a duplex with suites on either side, so really like a kind of non-conforming fourplex. And the address is 9343-9345, either one, either side, okay, right. on Charles Street in Chilliwack. This one, uh, it's got a, rent, a cash flow of about $4,000 a month, and each of these units has been fully renovated. I mean, I could live in any one of them. We're not talking about a little uh, you know, hole-in-the-wall rental. These are gorgeous units, uh, long-term tenants. Uh, and there's also, a, it's a great big lot with lane access, and there are row homes happening in this area. So there's definitely a lot of future potential happening here. Okay. This price is 969000 a fourplex. I think it's about 3,700 square feet, and you can call me about that one as well. It should hit MLS today or uh, maybe Monday. All right. Now, of course, MLS is, uh, you, keep, you keep reminding us on the Consumer Show of how informed and educated the typical vancouver consumer is these days and it's all of course because of our, of our ability to go online and google just about anything we want and then do comparison searches we're pretty pretty up to speed pretty well informed uh, group of people so all of those numbers that you've been talking about people are going really attractive numbers john my goodness yeah and you know actually now that i'm on the topic um 
I've got a couple of other development properties in Maple Ridge that are townhouse, uh, you know, future development, maybe not so far in the future. They have offers on them currently, but it looks as if those offers might uh, expire. And so I'm going to put the shout out there to developers who are looking for a uh, relatively large scale development, maybe in the West Maple Ridge area to give me a call also, because I may have an opportunity to get in on that uh, very soon. Interesting stuff. Uh, well, it's been uh, a, a lot of fun having you back on the show, John. Uh, thanks, Dinah, for us, uh, for jumping in as well with her her thoughts and her appreciation of your work. She was terrific. And maybe we'll hear from some more of your clients going forward. Uh, friends, if you'd like to jump in and avail yourself of the services of one of Vancouver's top realtors, it's johnny1percent.com. That's John Carlson's website, johnny1percent.com, and that's where you'll find the phone number as well. It's 604-612-0080. John Carlson, always a pleasure. Now go play hockey. Yes, yeah. (laughs) Hope it's a good series. Thank you, Sterling, and thank you, Ben Dooley. My pleasure. We'll be back after this. Welcome back, and once again, our thanks to John Carlson for another very informative visit. Next week, we're looking forward to welcoming BDO Canada and Ergocentric to Vancouver Consumer. Time now for Duly Noted, and today our producer, Ben Dooley, has a look at online flower delivery. Thanks, Sterling. A BC woman is warning people after her Mother's Day flowers showed up in what she calls an embarrassing state. I sent it because I wanted to surprise her and I wanted it to be special, but it ended up just being embarrassing. Gemma Palmer said she paid to have them delivered from Coquitlam to Summerland via Bluemex.ca before Mother's Day. Instead, they showed up after Mother's Day and were wilted and damaged. In a statement to Global News, Bluemex says they experienced, quote, courier delays due to the sheer volume of orders in transit. Kristen Ames, a North Vancouver florist and owner of Posey, says the best way for consumers to avoid disappointment is to seek out a reputable flower shop. Order from an actual brick-and-mortar flower shop rather than what are called online order gatherers. Um, The best way to do that is to look and make sure that the website that you're looking at actually has an address and that they are a real flower shop. I'm Ben Dooley, and that's Dooley Noted. Well, thank you, Ben. I was lucky, I guess, to get some flowers to my mom for Mother's Day on time, by the sounds of things. Appreciate that. Time for a couple more consumer quickies before we go. This story is about an Ontario program we've talked about many times here in B.C. It's a car insurance program that's all about pay-as-you-go. Now, starting this July, drivers will be able to estimate the, estimate rather the amount of mileage they drive every year, and their insurance rates will be adjusted to the amount of driving they actually do. This program uses a device plugged into your vehicle that connects to an app. That app tracks kilometers driven, date, time, and distance of each trip, and also measures speed, braking patterns, and other personal driving habits that will add up to an assessment of your insurance cost. For low mileage drivers, this is great. Now, if you go over your estimate, the system will, will allocate rather more available distance to you and charge a little bit more for it. The program is called My Pace, and in a recent survey, 71% of drivers in Ontario who are going to take a chance at it this summer say, bring it on. We'll track this new insurance test run and let you know how it turns out over the next few months. 
Apparently, it's going to get even harder to find gas in Metro Vancouver in the days ahead. Already, the city has allowed gas stations in the West End to all but disappear. And this week, we learned of three more Vancouver stations and at least one in Burnaby that will be soon sold. The reason? Well, land, of course. The gas stations are sitting on real estate that's becoming too valuable not to develop and turn into some kind of housing. Frustrating though it will be for drivers, I get the feeling there are some really happy people at City Hall when this news came out. Proof positive their private war against the car is producing more casualties. With a civic election coming up in in October, rather, I wonder if this could become an issue. October is the month. There are a lot of players on the field this year. Deutsche Bank, Germany's largest lender, said just a couple of days ago, It plans to slash over 7,000 jobs and dramatically scale back investment activities as it looks to turn the page on years of losses. This came just hours before the bank's annual general meeting at which investors would be looking for signs the bank is changing course. Now, many of those job cuts announced by Deutsche Bank will come at their overseas branches, and many of those are here in Canada, but there's no indication where the job losses will actually take place. Meanwhile, shareholders were quite angry and not impressed with the bank's plans announced hours before they all got together. The stock price dropped, and the meetings were both angry and unproductive. Deutsche Bank is still not out of the woods either, and now its dealings with the Trump organization are being fully reviewed in America. Those are some of the top stories that we've been following this week, and that is our program for this week as well, produced, as always, by Ben Dooley, and Andrew Ferreira is at the controls once again. We value your feedback and always appreciate it if you take a few moments to share your thoughts or ideas for the show. If you have any, please feel free to send them along anytime to sterling at cknw.com. I'm Sterling Fox. Join us again next Saturday. We'll welcome BDO Canada and Ergocentric to Vancouver Consumer and hope you're with us next Saturday at 2 with another edition of Vancouver Consumer right here on 980 CKNW. The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW.